It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up from Panthers Wire. We are rolling along here with our divisional previews. As we get ready for the NFL Draft, this time around, it is the AFC North, and I'm pleased to be joined by a fellow member of the Locked On Podcast Network, the host of Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd is in the house. Jeff, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Uh, Like I was telling you, you know, before, uh, look, uh, you know, as much fun as this process is, you know, as we get to the dwindling days here, it just gets, you know, almost more and more monotonous and crazy. And, you know, every little thing just t- seems to turn into a trigger and everybody gets, you know, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we didn't even get any information. Um, so but, you know, it's kind of the way it goes. And it's probably a little bit more like I was telling you before we started a little bit more different this year. You know, when you have four quarterbacks who you know conceivably are going to go in the top 10, obviously, everybody, team, every team needs one. The importance mm-hmm. of the position is just so huge. Uh, it's it, you know that's how we're here this year, and why it seems maybe it's a little bit more crazy and hairy than it normally is in some other years. Yep. Nah, it is crazy, and you know it's going to be really interesting. It's funny too because before we got on here, I noticed there's now a rumor going that uh, of a potential three-team trade between the Browns, the Bills, and the Giants. It's like, come on, like really? Well, the, the best part about that one though is, is you know, the the Browns would slip to. Pick two, two, and then they're like, yeah, and then they're like, well, the Giants would then have pick four or 12. Wait a minute. If the Browns are going from pick one to pick two, why would they be losing pick four? None of that makes any sense. If anything, yeah. you're getting more. I mean, so, you know, some of this you kind of got to – and believe it or not, uh, that account that um was putting out the uh, the rumor, somebody actually did a Twitter auto down on it. And I it, saw it, that, it, yeah. What, yeah, was not, it was not favorable. Let's just leave it at that. No, it was pretty bad. <laughs> So, it was not good. It was not good at all. Here's the season. Ten days to go at the time we're recording this. So, But, yeah, so we're going to roll on with these division previews. We're going to go through each team and um, kind of a, a key question for each team. And we're actually going to start with your team because we just like to go in order of the draft pick. So Cleveland Browns sitting at number one, sitting at number four. Uh, they've got four picks in the top 35, five in the top 64. Uh, first question I got to ask you, Jeff, is around the time of the Senior Bowl, the buzz was kind of Josh Allen might have been the pick at number one. Then it changed to Sam Darnold. And for the longest time, it seemed like they were going to Sam Darnold. Now it's kind of coming full circle and it's going back to Josh Allen. What's the buzz right now with the Browns as far as where they're leaning with that number one pick? And then depending on who they pick with that top pick, 
what could potentially be some of their plans for some of their other high picks in rounds one and two? Well, the first thing, uh, you know, the thing is with this is, is you kind of got to look at this and look, I mean, any one of the top four quarterbacks, five, six, the Browns would be in on any one of those guys as a future starter for their franchise. They need the guy. This is the year that's going to deliver guys who could fill that. But yet there's still warts and things you got to look at. You know, you're talking about a team that is one in 31 over the last two years. Me personally, I'd take Josh Rosen. But, you know, Josh Rosen just recently was in, you know, in Berea, you know, sat down with the staff. Could you imagine him talking with Hugh Jackson? Here's a kid who's intellectual as he is and Hugh Jackson grilling him about whether or not he's the right guy to lead his franchise. And meanwhile, Josh Rosen, as smart as he is, thinking you're one in 31 the last two years, man. Really? I mean, like, it's like so there's, there's there's fits to it. And Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm not saying, you know, Baker Mayfield will go anywhere. But, you know, would he want to go somewhere with maybe a little more pizzazz, a little more flash? Yeah, maybe he would. you got to find the guy who is the right fit. The right fit is Sam Darnold. When you look at all these guys, Sam Darnold seems to be, you know, if you want to use the phrase, you know, the good soldier. Sam Darnold seems like whatever you give him, he's fine. Whatever comes to him, he's gonna he'll do it. He's that type of guy. He gets off that type of kid of a reputation. You need to find the right guy who can fit what's going on here. First of all, you got a coaching staff that very easily could be unnoticed that they're fired, you know, anywhere starting Thanksgiving, that they will not be back for twenty nineteen. So it's gonna be a complete it could be a complete revamp of the coaching staff. So, you know, some quarterbacks now, if you take a guy who needs a lot of work developmentally wise, you know, say Josh Allen. Is that really a smart move when you know within less than a calendar year you're going to bring an entire new coaching staff? And the other thing is, what if you're talking to potential head coaches and they say, well, you guys had the number one pick last year. You took Josh Allen. I'm not really interested in the job. There were other guys who maybe you should have looked at. Maybe the other guys you should have taken. The Josh Allen might not be so appealing for a lot of people. If you take a Darnold, a Rosen, or a Mayfield, the job then becomes a lot more appealing for whoever's going to be the next guy here. I mean, let's face it, Hughes won in 31. Unless he wins nine games next year, most likely is on his way out. So, I, you know, I understand the intrigue of a Josh Allen. Man, he could be everything. Sure. But there are a lot, there's a lot of work to go to get there. And it's just not that he didn't play well against big-time competition. There's simple stuff. I mean, a blitzing linebacker out of his face, he's got a running back on the same side in the flat. He takes off the other way. I mean, it's a simple dump, you know, there's simple things that he just does not pick up on the football field. And the fact that he's got a ridiculous arm, yes, at times that's great. But you got to wonder if it's going to be like a Jeff George type of thing where he thinks he can do everything because he's got an incredible arm. There's just there's just too many doubts to put him here and even to put him in a room with Hugh Jackson, who just basically railroaded a 21 year old quarterback so bad that you had to trade him after one year to get him out of the franchise because he needed a fresh start. That's how much mental anguish the young man took in less than, what, six months? So you've got to find the right guy that can fit this situation. And every time you do that, everywhere you look, it, for me, it's got to be Sam Darnold at one. And then to talk about, um, you know, they're sitting at four and all the trade speculation. Buffalo could move up from 12 to four. If, say, you know, one of the quarterbacks falls, possibly Josh Allen, if Cleveland does go with uh, with Sam Darnold at one, would the better fit be to move down and get some extra picks or stay at four and get a guy like Saquon Barkley if he's there, Bradley Chubb if he's there? What, what's kind of going to be the strategy 
Because it, it seems like that fourth pick is more interesting and more kind of drama-filled than number one. Yeah, I, well, I think they're in a perfect situation because, look, you need a quarterback, and obviously, you know, you could use another impact guy. So with one, you don't mess around. Go get the guy that you think can be the best guy to lead this franchise. Now, four, you go quarterbacks one, two, three, and I'm not going to – I'm not sure. Look, I don't know what the Giants are going to do. It seems the Giants are not going to take a quarterback. They're either interested in Chubb or Barkley or the possibility of trading. But if you get to the possibility, and it seems all signs are Baker Mayfield is definitely going to go three to the Jets. If you're at four, and say the Giants took either Chubb or Barkley, and now you still have Rosen available, you still have Allen available, that pick be, does become gold. Do you get on the phone? Do you listen to offers? I think you have to. What you know, if if Chubb goes two, it'll be interesting whether or not they take Barkley. If you had to say which guy do they need between Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb, I definitely say Bradley Chubb. Saquon Barkley. And some people think that it's you know, being down on him. I know some guys you know, kind of are. Me, I'm not. But one of the biggest appeals with Saquon Barkley is he is a fantastic receiving threat. You know, it gives you off a lot of Le'Veon Bell type of what he can give to your offense. Runs the ball, obviously, very well. Huge, huge presence in the pass game. The Browns, they don't need that. Duke Johnson caught 73 passes last year. So the fact that Saquon's a plus receiver, probably doesn't appeal to them as much as it would to some other teams. Uh, you know, I already brought in Carlos Hyde. Would you still add a running back later? Sure, you got plenty of picks. Why not look at a running back when you have a deep running back class? But what they what they do need, and as good as the defensive line was last year against the run, and they were really, really good, the problem was they couldn't create turnovers because they were not getting enough pressure. They were not getting enough sacks. Those were their problems on defense. Now, if I'm going to move out of four, I'm looking for a spot where I can pick up Harold Landry. I think Harold Landry is a better overall pass rusher than Bradley Chubb. If I'm going to stay at four, I have no problem taking Bradley Chubb. Now I'm working uh, a defensive front where I have guys that I can rotate in and out of tackles. I have a young stud in Larry Ogunjobi. Emmanuel Ogba can play inside. He can play outside. Miles Garrett can play inside in pass rushing situations. Obviously outside more than hold his own against a run. We know what kind of pass rusher he is. If I bring in a Bradley Chubb, and either way with this second pick, I want to go pass rusher. You need to get more sacks. Everybody, oh, well, how are you going to sign him? I'm not worried about three, four years down the road. So much can happen. You need to – the fact that your defensive line was great last year is great, but you need to get it great as a pass rushing unit as well. You know, that's where, you know, that's where a lot of this is won. You look at the Jaguars last year, rode that defensive front all the way to the AFC Championship game. This is kind of the thing now. If you get you present yourself in a position where you can get – Six, seven, eight guys, they're all quality defensive line players. You've got to look into it. You've got to add that type of stuff. It's the easiest way to disrupt the defense. So if I'm staying at four, I'm praying Bradley Chubb is there, and I'm taking Bradley Chubb. If I can get out of four, you know, if I can get somewhere, you know, nine, or if I can get Buffalo to give up 12 and 22, Harold Landry is a guy I have beelined. Even if I go to 12 and I may have to move up a pick or two to get Harold Landry, he is the guy I want to come out with. Because I think he's an elite pass rusher, and everybody, oh, well, you know, Chubb can play all four downs. I, I don't necessarily even need Harold Landry to play, you know, first down, second down, third down. All, I just need him for pass rushing situations early on. They have enough guys to rotate in in run scenarios. Harold Landry just brings that plus athleticism that I could put on the other side opposite of Miles Garrett and just really, really wreck a quarterback's day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. 
Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, I think we're going to talk a little bit too about them over the next couple teams. We'll start with Baltimore, who's sitting at 16, and there's been a little speculation that they're interested in in Lamar Jackson. Uh, they also could use a receiver help. Uh, Calvin Ridley's been mocked there quite a bit. You know, Ozzie Newsom has that Alabama connection, and they drafted Marley Humphrey, Marlon Humphreys uh, last year. You know, and hat tip to Matt Miller and on his podcast kind of posting that out. So, Well, especially, it's Ozzie Swan's song, so you know exactly. there's definitely going to be some sort of Alabama presence picked that, up there. That's a good point. That's right. This is his final year. Um, so they could use some receiver help, uh, could use some help on the defense. What's going to be the strategy, at least at the top of the draft, for the Ravens? Well, for the Ravens, look, Lamar Jackson would be would be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Actually, Cincinnati actually had him in today. I think he went from Baltimore to Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Two teams in uh, the division, you know, kind of have a little bit of interest in him. For me, you know, Lamar Jackson would be fun. Flacco, you know, maybe you get him this year. You see what kind of offense you can put in with Lamar, see how he takes to it. First things first, is your coaching staff, you know, is it inventive enough? Is it creative enough to use a Lamar Jackson? Uh, Sean McVay, right off the bat, I, the Rams would be a perfect spot for him. Obviously, don't need the quarterback for any time soon. But you need a, a team who's willing to say, you want to know what? We're willing to change what we normally do to bring in a dynamic, dynamic presence like Lamar Jackson. Are the Ravens that type of team? They don't give me that vibe. I don't think they really kind of give anybody that vibe. Now, if you're talking wide receiver at 16, is 16 maybe a little early for a wide receiver? For, for me, this this year with this class, I think it is a little early. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I, I like the player, 
But now, once you get through, and now obviously we got through combine and things of this nature, you know, you're talking about a guy who almost 24 years old, and now we're talking about guys who are 20, 21, who are much better athletes. Uh, you know, Calvin Ridley kind of is what he is, and you kind of, you know, definitely a finished product. Nothing's going to change that way. But the other thing is, is everyone just assumes because he went to Alabama, he's perfectly set as a receiver. I don't know about that. I mean, you think about playing the last two years with Jalen Hurts. You know, it's it's similar to when Mike Thomas was coming out of Ohio State. Yeah, they looked really good, but there's going to be some new things that come their way because they didn't play in, you know, truly, you know, passing offenses. You know, a lot of it was done with athletic quarterbacks who can run. So I do think there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve with Ridley. Could he take to it? Probably should. But, you know, it would, it would give me some pause to take him at 16. You know, some people, you know, it's a little early for DJ Moore, who may be the most fun guy there. Do they, uh, you know, can they entice uh, Des Bryant to sign with them? That'll be interesting, too. So there's still some options. I, I definitely want to see if Des Bryant does end up in Baltimore, because if that's the case, then the Lamar Jackson thing, I think, does have some legs. There's also the other one, you know, you know, Alex Collins, I know I'm a big fan of. I know not a lot of other people are. Why don't you spark the running game? Why don't you spark the offense? Darius Geis? For me, that'd be a real interesting name for Baltimore. And you know what? I, I, that's a pick that really – you haven't really talked about that or in general, I'm saying. To, you know, I, there hasn't been a lot of talk. I, I, you're actually, I think, the first person I've seen kind of make that connection. But, you know, you're right. I mean, Alex Collins had a good season. But, you know, boy, that – I mean, other than that, there really wasn't a whole lot to the Baltimore offense last year. The fact that they were in contention up until, like, week 16 still blows my mind. I mean, everybody made the jokes, and I had, you know, I had, uh, yep. you know, I had Lindsay who comes from the Ravens Wire. I had the editor there, and, and they were like literally shaking their head that this team was in contention as the <laughs> season went on because it was just, it was just ugly football. There was nothing great about it. I mean, the defense, I, you know, their defense is, you know, I think is pretty solid. Uh, you know, I'm sure something could be added, maybe another pass rusher, mm-hmm. but you know, their defense as a whole, I thought was pretty tough. You know, and, and stood t- it was pretty tall. But that offense, man, I mean, it was it was just it was kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that poor fourth down play, they would have been in the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, Buffalo literally backed into the playoffs, and now they're kind of on a bit of a downhill. But you know, we'll get to. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope I hope Bills fans enjoyed it because it, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be happening. Don't, don't again ex- yeah, soon. don't expect a repeat. At least not right now. <laughs> I think you're building toward the future. Um, but let's stick with Lamar Jackson. But like you said, let's move on to Cincinnati now because he just had a late meeting with the Bengals as well. Um, and I saw a tweet from Joe Goodberry who covers the Bengals saying. Teams don't usually take a you know, bring in the prospects for a late visit if they're not interested. So, is there some legs to this potential pairing, Lamar Jackson to the Bengals? This I like, and I like a ton. Um, and it is kind of in, most interesting thing about about it is is it's well, first off, you know Marvin Lewis being there, you know he's another guy that's just kind of lame duck. You know I don't know if Cincinnati could find somebody else you know, who would want the job with Andy Dalton. 
Uh, I do believe, you know, it's it's time now for, you know, is Andy Dalton going to get a, you know, long-term deal? Me personally, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't know what you're rewarding him from. I think he kind of holds that offense back a ton. Uh, you know, and here's a team, you know, drafted John Ross last year, found no way to use him. And I kind of equate it to the o- Odell Beckham when Odell Beckham was a rookie. No, Bill Co- uh, Tom Coughlin was not happy that Odell Beckham was hurt for two months. But as soon as he was available and ready to go, he wasn't an idiot and said, get the kid out there. Let's see what he's got. And you, they kind of didn't do that with John Ross. And look, John Ross running nine routes, you know, running deep post routes would have opened a ton for them. It, it's just something they didn't really explore. They kind of just put him in the doghouse and just said, all right, you know, I guess we'll see you next year. But now you bring in something dynamic. You know, you got Lamar Jackson, A.J. Green, John Ross. And look, Joe Mixon, look, whether you love him or hate him, you know, he started to pick it up towards the end of the year. Obviously, you know, suffered some injuries along the way. But now you, you're talking about those are guys you got at the skill positions. That's an impressive, impressive group. Now, the question would be, if Cincinnati's drafting him, are you drafting him for the next head coach? Or now are you, you know, you drafting him with Marvin Lewis, giving him more time, saying, all right, we got this young guy in the wings. So it's going to be interesting. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm all, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, there's some talk, maybe some interior offensive line help. I know uh, Joe has mentioned, uh, uh, you know, a couple of the interior guys, whether it be a center, you know, Daniels from Iowa, Billy Price right now. Everybody's kind of tough. They don't really know where to be on Billy Price. Obviously, you know, the combine got washed for him with the pack injury. But, you know, at Daniels or something like that, or, or, or go Lamar Jackson, come around, get Ragnow in round two. You know, th- that'd be an interesting way to go. But uh, you want to talk about a franchise that kind of needs, you know, a jump start. I mean, Cincinnati Bengals need a jump start. And a name like Lamar Jackson, that'll do it. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, Louisville ain't too far from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And, look, I mean, the Bengals have 11 picks in this draft right now. I mean, that, that's a mm-hmm. ridiculous number of picks. And a lot of them are in the back half of the draft. You know, they've got three picks in the fifth round, three picks in the seventh round, and they, they also have two picks in the third round. So they've got a lot of ammo to – move around or if they want to sit and just load up on players so i mean they could probably afford to take lamar jackson at 21 and then like you said maybe get an interior lineman in round two whether a guy like Ragnow is there or um they might get they could get billy price in round two they, they they could yeah price could fall because teams could be wary of the the pectoral injury that's, that's a very good point you know, I, I still like Billy Price a lot, and I know the Bengals have kind of met with him a little bit, so that's that's a potential pairing. So I, I, th- I think the Bengals are really going to be an interesting team to watch as the draft unfolds. Yeah, it's it's definitely because I mean it's it, it, they're not much different than Cleveland, you know, in the fact that it's it's just you know I mean they always get to the first it was I mean at least they got to the first round of playoffs, but there's been really nothing exciting about that franchise. I mean, it was stale. I mean, it, it really needs a kickstart. really does. Absolutely. I'm, I'm still baffled why they gave Marvin Lewis a two-year extension, but... You know. I just don't... I think they... If they thought... If they fired him, I don't think they thought there was somebody better that would have wanted the job. Right. And that's a fair point, too. You know, who would really improve that? That's a good point. Pittsburgh sitting at... 28, and the big story, of course, is Le'Veon Bell and the fact that the Steelers kind of don't want to pay him. 
They've been winding and dining Darius Geis a little bit, as have the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as, as an Eagle fan, um, I wouldn't mind seeing Darius Geis, but I highly doubt that he's going to be there at 32. I don't even know if he's going to be there at 28 for Pittsburgh. But is Pittsburgh a team that, because of the Le'Veon Bell situation, are they going to have to go running back high? I mean, even if Darius Geis isn't there. Um, are they interested in any other running backs, like, you know, a Sonny Michelle or Nick Chubb or someone like that? I, I think, honestly, I, I, it, it definitely feels that Le'Veon Bell will not be a Pittsburgh Steeler in 2019. Look, if they haven't re-signed him to a long-term deal by now, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel bad for Le'Veon Bell. But, you know, part of it, look, this is on him. This is a guy who's had a suspension. So, you know, part of what they're thinking is, is you know, if we give you this, you know, there's been injury history. There's been a suspension history. Now we give you all this money, you know, we, you know, it's going to, it's going to short us somewhere else. And then, but you're a tad bit of a risk. I can understand kind of why Pittsburgh's doing it. And, you know, maybe the theory is, is look, you know, what I can get two to three backs to do, I can still do that and pay, pay them less than what I'm going to pay you. So I, I understand it, even though I do think Le'Veon Bell is worth the money, but it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger issue Pittsburgh-wise is, look, you know, you know whether whether or not, you know, I don't think, I personally think Ryan Shazier has probably played his last down of football. Yeah. So, but we're going to look at this just from 2018. I've got Le'Veon Bell for 2018. I don't have Ryan Shazier. Right. I can I can address it next year somehow some way if I want to. So do I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to address the running back position? I do. Do you do I see them doing it in round one? Probably not because I need an impact linebacker and that's what I need now. If Shay's year comes back, that's all the more better. We can work that out, you know, in February and March of 2019. But for right now, I need a guy whether it's a Leighton Van Der Esch, whether it's uh, you know, uh, and Evans out of Alabama, which I think is a nice fit there. He seems kind of like a Pittsburgh type of guy, tough linebacker, can run, will do the assignment type stuff that you ask of him. I think that's the bigger need right now today. And if Pittsburgh, you know, address maybe a running back later and then, you know, maybe even another one in 19, because not one guy is going to replace what a Le'Veon Bell has given you. But even still, I mean, you know, you know, 19, you could see no Roethlisberger. You could see no Le'Veon Bell. It could be a complete redo, you know, a lot of changing completely on the offense. So, but, you know, I I think getting the linebacker now, you know, with Ben, with Bell, you get yourself in the best position for a run here in 18, see if you can do some damage or, you know, get yourself maybe to an AFC championship game. If not, then, you know, maybe a lot of changes are coming. I mean, this class of Manning, Roethlisberger, Rivers, I mean, look, the end is coming soon. You know, these guys, you know, these guys aren't, you know, built in, you know, like Tom Brady. They're not going to last nearly as long as a Tom Brady has. These guys just aren't those type of guys. They never have been. You know, Ben's has injury history. You know, Eli has really never been anything other than a quarterback. You wouldn't use the word athlete to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Philip Rivers just plays because he likes it, but, you know, eventually maybe, you know, how difficult is it going to be, especially when he still lives in San Diego and is going to L.A. for where he works, which is mm-hmm. crazy. So, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, I think you need to put yourself in a best position to, you know, compete and compete heavily in 18 and, you know, feature that you still got Juju should, in year two should be a phenomenal player. You know, obviously Brown, 
uh, you know, maybe get something a little bit more out of Bryant if he can get his head on straight. And you still got Bell. So get that linebacker that you need to hope to solidify the D because you lost Shay's ear, and maybe you won't give up 45 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a home playoff game. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely a good point. You know, I, there's definitely a hole in the middle of the defense. You know, obviously we just wish the best health-wise and in life for Shazier. But in terms of talking on the field, yeah, there, there's a big hole, and I think definitely Rashawn Evans uh, kind of fits that bill. Um, but I want to get your thoughts. Let's stay real quick to before we wrap things up on the linebacker position. You talked about Evans. There's also a report today that there's a lot of injury questions, and apparently some teams are removing from their draft boards Leighton Van Der Esch. What's your take on Van Der Esch, you know, in terms now of this report and where he could potentially fall, where his fit could be? Could he be possible for Pittsburgh? Or, you know, what's more of his, com- compared to a guy like Rashawn Evans, um, kind of what their fits are. Well, it's kind of funny here because, you know, we're talking about Alabama players. And what's one of the things we talk about with every Alabama player? Oh, there's probably a little injury history there because, you know, you walk into Tuscaloosa and you're going to get the living daylights beat out of you for three mm-hmm. to four years, however long you stay. Um, it definitely seems weird. And look, uh, whenever Walter football is the first something to break something, you're definitely going to see it with a little hesitation. Um, apparently, he went to the combine and medically scored a four out of five. There is not one person showing that he was back in Indianapolis for medical recheck. And then when they tried to escalate a little bit, uh, I know I think it was uh, Thor Nystrom from Roto World. You know, uh, mm-hmm. well, we know that there was a cushion, concussion on his record. I got news for you. You find me a football player who is now draft eligible from the collegiate level who hasn't gotten some sort of concussion somewhere in his life from playing a ball, playing ball. Uh, you know, that first things first, let's push it off here. You know, that, that, the fact that he has a concussion on his record, that I, I, I can't, I, I can't use that as something to drop a guy because I, you know, I'd be more stunned to hear that a guy hasn't had some sort of concussion after playing football for 10, 12 years, even from pop one or high school, college, a mm-hmm. um, little bit of an LCL. There was maybe something with his, you know, lateral, you know, LCL ligament in his knee. Well, you know, he's done everything to this point, you know, so, and, you know, usually when we think that, you know, we're not overly concerned with the LCL, then there was maybe something about, you know, maybe a pinched nerve possibility. For me, it seems like if somebody wanted this out there, maybe there was a team that wanted this out there or wanted to try to leak information like this. I still think he's going to go in the back half around one, um, you know, some big names. And the funniest thing is about it is, you know, one of, the he, one of the biggest guys to negate this talk on Van Der Esch was Tony Pauline. Tony Pauline used to be associated with Walter Football. So that makes me really shake my head. Uh, there was another guy who came out you know, with talk from the agent you know, that said, look, this is 100% false. This is completely untrue. So, I mean, unless something more concrete comes out, I, 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 I'm, I'm just, I, I can't buy it. There's not enough here to use it as a tool to drop a guy for any reason. And look, it's always tough for us because look, we only get told things medically. We're not privy to any of that info, so I just can't buy it. I just can't. From where it started, and the fact that Tony Pauline went against guys that he used to associate with, 
it, it kind of tells me that, man, I, I'm just not, I, I can't put legs on that one. I still, ha- I still think he's going to go probably 25 to 32, somewhere in that range. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. No, I, I agree. I think he's definitely going to go first round. In fact, I, I picked him as high as 16 in my recent mock. Um Chances are, uh, by the time by the time I do my final mock, and you know, depending on obviously when I upload this, but um, you know, maybe I have Van Der Esch a little lower, but you know, I, I agree. I, I think he's still he's still an athletic player. And, oh yeah, there's, there's no doubting any of that. And mm-hmm. and look, if this information is not true, then it's just it's just scum. I mean, look, I mean, look, we can understand. Look, I mean, if you can show police records and say, look, this kid did this, he did this, he did this. It's all legit exists. Mm-hmm. But if you're putting out information medically on a kid and it might not be true, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we love the buildup to the draft. But this, the last week and a half is always the worst. Absolutely. I mean, th- this is this is levels of asking, you know, Darius guys of his sexual orientation at the combine. Yeah. I mean, what that? What I mean, where are we at here, guys? Seriously, what are we doing? Yeah, it, it's amazing. Jeff, really appreciate you taking time out to talk about the AFC North with me. Um, anything you got going on? Anything you want to plug? Do you want to let the listeners know about and where they can find you? Guys, well, you know, always check the Twitter handle at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, the Locked On Browns account. It's a follow back account. Uh, the listeners there, they've actually been they've been really good to me. They've been fantastic. Uh, you know, one of one of the most successful shows we've done over there. We had Mark Sessler from the Around the NFL podcast. You know, one of the listeners actually just you know threw a tweet out there, added him in it. He jumped into it, so that's why I keep it a follow back account. The guys have been so great to me. 
you know, the shows look, uh, you know, I, I was a little, you know, had a little problem here at the house for a couple of days. So I had a, you know, kind of close up shop for a little bit, but we're back at it tonight, sitting down with the czar, Matt Waldman, and, you know, just trying to put out some great stuff here over the next 10 days. And, uh, Look, I mean, like Christmas morning, you kind of just hope everybody kind of gets what they ask for, and you know, you're not the guy ending up with Cole, which uh-huh. would kind of be uh, that guy out of Wyoming, maybe. Absolutely, buddy. Like, like I said, man, thank you so much for stopping by, Jeff. Really do appreciate it. Anytime, Bill. All the best, man. Keep up the great work, buddy. Thank you. And for all the listeners out there, really appreciate you listening as always. Remember to find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all that good stuff. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Panthers podcast. This is Bill Rossetti. Thanks for listening. Locked On Panthers, of course, is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.